show and tell now, shall we? Yo, what is good, my beautiful people? I am Creator K, and welcome to episode two of the Show and Tell podcast, a monthly show dropping every first Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. Fall is now upon us. It's cozy season. The leaves are changing color. The temperature has dropped, which personally I'm very thankful for. So let us take this as an opportunity to cool off mentally and embrace the calm energy that fall brings. If you're a new listener, this is how show and tell goes down. Part one of the show is where we get to dive deep into the mind of our guests and find out what makes them tick and what they've been working on lately. In part two, we have show and tell. The guest and I each bring in one item of significance that we have been digging lately, whether that be an album that has been on repeat, an artist that deserves more eyes and ears, or a story that is worth listening to, we share what it means to us and why you might like it too. In this episode, Bay Area producer Eric So, aka Dehan, and I explain how changing up your environment from time to time can do nothing but help the creative process, and how a break from social media is a move we should all consider making. We also talk about two of our current favorite electronic producers in Airway, which I probably pronounced wrong and you'll find out later in the show that I probably pronounced it wrong 10 or 11 times. Airway and Paul Mond, who have created their own unique sound. With that said, let's get it. What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode two of the Show and Tell podcast. It's episode two. We, we made it past episode one. I'm excited to be joined by Eric Saw, aka... Did I say that right? Yeah, that's okay. right. Aka Dehan. He is a music producer from the bay area what's up dude what's up hello i'm eric (laughs) (laughs) i love it dude all right so before we dive deep into the mind of eric our guest i actually just wanted to play a couple snippets of um a song or two that he has made um one is my personal favorite i mean i i I, it was actually kind of difficult picking one because i liked i like ya yeet um (laughs) that one is dope um waiting so long is cool because it's more of a dance vibe yeah it's more like a electronic kind of trap i mean how would you describe that song I, yeah i don't know i mean how do you how, how would you describe your music in general oh man that's hard uh it is well hard. <laughs> earlier i took like heavy inspiration from sam galaitri and that track specifically i just tried like imitating his sound mm-hmm. of course it wasn't as close as I thought it would get, but still. <laughs> but but it was your own take on it. But yeah, yeah I definitely get the Sam Gellatry Gellatry vibes from that. Um, so yeah, so I'm I want to play Howl's Moving Castle, and then um, obviously I'm gonna say it now, but I'll say it at the end of the show. All the show notes to um, Eric's work to the two people we're gonna talk about later on in the show. They're all gonna be in the show description in uh, on the SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com/slash Let's Show and Tell. So, without further ado, here's a little snippet from Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, that's uh, one of my f- personal favorites. And, um, you know, if you're into kind of just that like punchy electronic video game sounding music um, that is just general, generally just has a positive vibe to it. Um, 
definitely give more of his tracks a listen. What's the background of that song? So, uh, Howl's Moving Castle is a movie, uh, it's a Studio Ghibli film, and a composer for the original, like, soundtrack, uh, his name's Joe Hisaishi, and then that is actually a cover of the theme song of Howl's Moving Castle. So oh. I, I just took the melodies and whatnot, and then decided to make, like, a trap beat to it, pretty much. Huh, because yeah. I now ignorantly thought that it was uh just kind of like sampling something from mario (laughs) (laughs) which is totally not right i don't know why i thought like you know i don't know i saw moving castle i don't know but that's actually that's mad cool so the other song that i'd like you to recommend for people that we're we're actually going to listen to a snippet of it now um which one is that oh it's called haters and the reason it's called that is because i pulled a sample from uh there's a producer named sad key and i use one of his sounds from a sample pack and it was called haters so i was like okay just throw that in it and i made a beat with it so cool yeah so this is haters That's mad cool. Um, you're familiar with the producer Decap, right? Yeah. He li- actually lives in the area. Have you ever met him before? Oh, yeah, I have. So yeah. he, actually, one of the very first like producer workshops I went to was hosted by him. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, it reminds, that that like uh, drum pattern reminds me a little bit of, uh, of him. Just yeah. that it, It's a slapper, yeah. I would say. Um, just the snare just kind of reminded me of Decap. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we got this set up. I am currently in the Bay Area for work. I'm actually leaving leaving later tonight, but um, I wanted to get this thing set up because I'm a big fan of of your work that you've put out. And it was an interesting uh, journey to get this set up because when we uh, started planning this, we didn't quite have a space to record at, so I was kind of looking at different places to go. I reached out to one spot that won't stop emailing me about visiting their office space honestly i i've sent them three emails saying please take me off this list and they keep saying like uh hey if you want to stop by to you know take a tour of our like they're like 500 dollars offices i didn't know at the time when i when i emailed them yeah we actually landed on an airbnb so we're at this uh guy's furnished i don't know garage this little (laughs) tiny room but it's mad cool there's uh give you a lay of the land there's pictures on the wall there's um, there's a firefighter helmet, there's a TV, there, there's a lot of trinkets in here. So yeah, it's like the right ambiance for a show and tell podcast, I'd say. Yep. Yep. So how, wait, how long have you, have you, did you grow up in the Bay area? Yeah. I pretty much lived here all my life. I was born in San Luis, so. I, this is my third time out here. I like it a lot. Honestly, I, I could definitely, I'm from upstate New York. Um, but I moved to Boston just over a year ago. And I think my girlfriend and I definitely see ourselves moving out west at some point. I don't know if it, it would be like Portland or Seattle um, or San Francisco, but definitely not like SoCal. Because uh-huh. I, I think, I mean, for me, this is like the perfect climate for 
just everything. I yeah. don't know. You know, fall's my favorite season, so it's really nice in Boston right now, but the extremes get just almost unbearable. Like, summer got so hot that I was almost wanting winter, forgetting that winter we get, like, 18 inches of snow on any given oh storm. My God. So it's bad. I mean, you don't even get snow here, right? No, have you, have no. you seen snow before? I know there's people who haven't seen snow. Oh, I've seen snow. Okay. I see it every <laughs> okay. year, though. Yeah. All right, so now that we got that little small talk out of the way, so... I don't know. Like, uh, how, how long have you been making music for? Uh, I've been producing for about two years now, but I've been doing music all my life. Like, I've been playing piano since I was like three or four and then playing guitar in mid- since middle school. So Word. what was was piano the first instrument you started on? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Since when? When did you say? Since like about four. I think when I was four. four. Yes. Wow. But then I forgot a lot of the a lot of piano because I took like a gap between like middle school until like the end of college or something and then i recently picked up piano again just to produce so is it like kind of how they say where it's like kind of learning how to ride a bike again you kind of have to like how hard was it to pick it back up oh i mean um i definitely forgot like a lot of the like the proper finger techniques and stuff but then i still like knew like the scales and whatnot mostly the c scale i don't know if you're familiar with music yeah, theory. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I play everything in the key of C. I don't know any other key, so <laughs> <laughs> I just transpose it when I'm producing. C is easy because there's no minor. There's keys. no like black yeah. keys. Yeah, and there's stuff. no black yeah. keys. I uh, so I played drums. I took percussion lessons from fourth grade through <laughs> senior year. That's a dog. Uh, he'll be on episode three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took percussion lessons from fourth grade to senior year of high school. So that's like eight nine years um Mm. and we and we did uh for the last like three years we did a lot of marimba vibraphone so you know we learned i learned all of the scales i probably only remember you know c f b flat like the kind of the the, the first ones that you learn i definitely attribute like learning the uh, percussion and just being in, in band and just being uh surrounded by or just being brought up with you know a musical and playing a musical instrument i definitely attribute that to like my passion for music now and i I, you know like to think that i know a little bit about you know not the technical aspects of producing but you know just kind of how music works yeah yeah. like just how you know to create sound and stuff Mm -hmm. i've been so let's see i've been a fan of your music for maybe like a year i'd say i i think i found out about your stuff about a year ago i'm trying to think i always try to think of um the first time I heard somebody's music, like when I talked to them, I think there's a producer. I think you might have made a collab with him, Yushif from oh, yeah. Boston. Uh-huh. I think uh, my brother put me onto him, and then after I followed him on SoundCloud, that's how I found you. Oh. Um, and then the guy that I work for, Jimmy Conrad, shout out Jimmy Conrad. He let me take his car to drive here today. So <laughs> I love you. We used one of your songs for a vlog, and that's kind of like how our relationship, our internet relationship took off. Yeah. So yeah, it's mad cool to actually like meet you in person. So as I do, well, this is only episode two, but um, you know, I try to do a little bit of research to try to come up with some questions to get to know the guests a little bit better. And so far, my only method of doing so is social media. But you actually deleted your social media oh, recently. Yeah. What's up? Like I, I first it was Instagram, then it was Twitter. Do you, you're just tired of it? Like uh, I mean, uh, I've just been trying to stay away from social media because I'm kind of an addict. Like I keep looking at my phone for notifications, even with like SoundCloud. So I actually got rid of that recently as well. Um, I noticed that like um, being like a super notification whore, that even affects my mentality when creating. Like I think there's times when I'm like, oh, what will get me the most SoundCloud likes? 
like what what type of beat will get me the most recognition whatever i want to like stay away from that mindset and like actually make music for like for, for for fun and for enjoyment and i think that's what i think um when i started making music that was the intent to make it for fun and make like good music but then somewhere along the line when like notifications started coming in it like kind of tainted my uh motivation i guess and i um, i just want to get back to um i guess making music for fun that that's that's it's kind of like a, a lot of things that made me also want to just stay away from social media for example like yeah. like you just enjoy the moment so much more without right. looking at your phone and like um twitter's a terrible place yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it, there's there's funny stuff on twitter but it's i wish i could get away from social media more often i i don't honestly i don't know if i've ever taken a break um i've definitely taken breaks from posting stuff but i mean i'm still consuming it and yeah i'm kind of the same way with with being a, an addict with it like i'll wake up in the morning and uh 30 minutes later i'm like still in bed just scrolling yeah. on my phones which is a terrible habit to have it one that i'm slowly i can feel myself slowly getting out of but um yeah the whole likes and gra- instant gratification thing yeah. um is just it's such an interesting concept i mean I, our our uh society our uh generation is so immersed in that kind of thing that it's like i don't know if you heard it's funny cuz this is something i like you most likely have to consume on social media to to hear about but i mean the many stories of kanye west trickle through no matter what he was saying how (laughs) twitter should should take away their metrics like you shouldn't be able to see how many people follow you and see how many people like your posts and and retweets and stuff because you know it's it has a negative impact on people yeah and it does for sure like because you one you're comparing yourself like oh this person got 100 retweets on this i got one yourself you feel like your self-worth has been impacted negatively yeah yeah but i mean the counter argument is if you're trying to build a brand you kind of need to see you you need to see the the metrics to to know if you're doing the right thing no no yeah so that's it's true. it's an interesting uh concept or interesting take that he had on that i should take a break i should follow suit <laughs> i should take a break too you didn't delete your SoundCloud though. You just oh no, it, like, I have it. I just don't just... have it. The notification app is a SoundCloud Pulse. I don't have oh, it on okay. my phone anymore. Oh, so. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm still at like 72 followers, so I can I can just uh, I get like one like a day. So, <laughs> so I don't need an app for it yet. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to that point. Yeah. But um, yeah, let me be clear though. Likes aren't important. I just want you guys to to like me on the show <laughs> and and the people the guests the lovely guests that i have on the show one of the questions i wanted to ask was based off of a tweet yeah. that you had but i obviously couldn't pull it uh because you're not on social media anymore but it was something about um like you went to lake tahoe or yeah, tahoe yeah. to kind of like what why'd you go to tahoe oh it's just like a family trip family and family friends gotcha so what you said if i'm remembering correctly is how it kind of just changed your perspective like it's nice to get to go out of your comfort zone or just get away from your current day-to-day process and just go to a different environment yeah. and it, it kind of like affected your creative process yeah so, yeah so so actually i brought my laptop during that trip because i was i knew we were gonna have a lot of like downtime and um it's interesting like uh like a, your environment really affects the way you think i think um like if you're producing in a certain place every day, like you'll get too used to that place and then you'll have like a like a kind of like a set way of thinking in that environment versus when I was like in Tahoe and we were in like a super nice cabin, I was just like doing stuff I normally wouldn't do and like like I don't know, like the whole like like producing process was just really it felt fresh. 
because I was in a fresh new environment, I guess. I don't know if it's like a placebo thing or whatnot, but it just, it just felt nice. <laughs> it's probably it, the it's air, the too. Air. The air is really yeah. nice there. Yeah, dude. Uh, how close is that to here? Uh, it's about three, three or four hour drive. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I should check that out sometime. Um, I'm a big fan of just like going out in nature and camping. Eh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I prefer just like hikes and stuff. But um, yeah, I the whole environment thing is if I, if I were to like write a thesis on the creative process, there would definitely be five pillars of like, I don't know, or the right formula to having a good and uh, productive creative process. I think one of them is environment. Yeah. Environment, mindset, um, attitude. I don't know. (laughs) I can't think of it off the top right now, but environment is, is so key to creating anything. It's, it's key to just your mood and just like the way that you feel, you know, Because I definitely, there's times when I feel really stuffy in one area because I work from home. I'm stuck in my studio. I'm stuck there for, you know, 10, 12 hours at a time. Oh my God. Because my girlfriend goes to work at like 7.30 and then she gets back at 6. So I'm like alone in there plugging away on whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. But I fi- like, I make an effort to go to the gym, which is a different environment, um, which like, you know, clears out my head. I, even if I go into my living room and do some work there, it's, yeah. it feels different. It just It's good to just get out of your comfort zone. And even f- broader than that, I li- so I grew up in, in upstate New York, Glens Falls, New York specifically, shout out Glens Falls. It's, con- it's considered a city. It's like 18,000 people. So it's not big. You know, you know you'll, you'll see a lot of the same people, you know, very friendly, great place to raise a family. For me, it wasn't the place that I needed to be in to grow. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely talented people there. Uh, but I think if you really want to expand, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, especially music, you just need to kind of get out of of that type of area. So that's why I moved to Boston and Mm -hmm. that one, it just, there's just the energy in a, in a city environment where there's just so many people, you know, just doing what they do to make an impact, to get by whatever it is. And then, you know, on a creative side, there's just people who want to make their way in a creative sense and just kind of have an impact in the arts. And that's why that's why I moved to Boston, because I feel like there's it's not so congested like a New York City or an L.A. Yeah. And, it, and it was a nice step. Like it's not as congested one population wise, but two, just I feel like there's there's room to, to create something there because I, I think it's an untapped region. But I, I mean, I immediately felt the effects of moving out of that home environment and just into, you know, a bigger area because you just meet like-minded people. I, I didn't feel that I had that when I was at home in Glens Falls. That, I shouldn't say that because there, there are like-minded people. Like um, a good friend of mine, Alex, who uh, is working tirelessly at his clothing brand. Um, he's doing great things in that area. And I know that he's, he's not going to stay there forever either. <laughs> um, After the Party uh, is another producer who I grew up with. Um, I think he's still in that area. He might, he might be in Albany, which is the capital. It's a little bit bigger. But, you know, there's, there, there's a few people who, who can be molded in that environment, but they definitely will thrive elsewhere. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm so big on the whole environment thing. Any, any sort of environment change, as long as you don't say stagnant, it's all about, like, being fluid and just, yeah, just yeah. bouncing around, you it know? Is. All right, so, uh, yeah, I think that's a good spot to end part one. We will come back with part two, which is show and tell. Uh, 
Welcome back, everybody. It's only been like five seconds in podcast <laughs> time, but welcome back. So this is this is part two, show and tell. Uh, just as a recap, in episode one, Killer Kowalski and I talked about two artists. I talked about Choker and his his album, Honey Bloom. Matt, my brother, Killer Kowalski, talked about Toby Lou, an artist out of Chicago, and his latest project. Um, are you familiar with Toby Lou, by mm-hmm. the way? Yeah, he's like, he's my favorite rapper right now. He, I think I would have to agree. Actually, yeah, I'd have to agree. I have two, but he's definitely my current uh, new favorite rapper. Yeah, someone yeah. who I, who I'm just recently listening to. Right now, my other favorite rapper is probably Denzel Curry. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is which is a kind of a contrast to Toby Lou. Yeah. It, you know, if I'm if I'm feeling in like a happy, just like a la da 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 move mood, I'll listen to Toby Lou. If I want to like bang. Not, <laughs> not bang, like headbang. I was gonna say headbang, but I don't want to say like, I don't know. Let's just cut that part out. <laughs> what if I'm in a? God, no, this is spiraling out of control. Um, no, you know what I mean. Like yeah, if I'm if I'm trying I'm to like mosh stuff, or yeah. just kind of like listen to bangers. Maybe I should have said listen yeah. to bangers. Um, I'll listen to Denzel Curry. Whatever. This is going on a tangent. Um, I'll let you go first. So you sure. have brought an item of significance that uh you want to share and uh who or what or yeah who is it what is it okay so i brought one of my um a producer that i'm really looking up to right now his name he goes by r-u-e-i a-r-u-i i don't really know how to pronounce it but spelled a-i-r-u-e-i um i'm thinking airway airway because like if you really like try like slow it down it's airway so maybe it's airway just kind of spelled i that's probably not right or you know it, we're trying if you're listening to this airway we're trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah and actually the way i discovered him was through his side channel at first he has a side channel called suck duck i it's, saw that yeah yeah it's just like supposed to be a joke but the stuff on his side channel is freaking amazing and it's funny because his side channel has two thousand more followers than his current like his main channel. <laughs> I had I didn't dive into that one. I when you told me we were gonna talk about him, I dove into his SoundCloud. And I, I feel like I've heard his stuff before just yeah. on repost, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I'll take your word for it. I have to dive into the suck duck yeah. <laughs> uh, channel. Oh yeah, so what like one song on his side channel that really like got my attention was it's called I forgot, it has something to do with Losco and Crane. Like how to copy Losco and Crane. And that song is friggin' crazy, especially the second half of the drop. Before before I have him continue, I actually should have said this at the beginning. Either look up this artist and then like pause this podcast, go check out the artist, and then listen to what we have to say. Or I mean, or you could just listen to what we have to say and then take our word for it and go yeah. listen to it. There's there's two methods. I'd love to be able to play some of the stuff. But you know, I'm I wanna get permission. I don't wanna like step on anybody's toes. Um but yeah, go check out this guy's music regardless, and it's cool. You'll like it. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah, and I think what I like about his music is it's uh, very hard, but it's also very melodic, and it's just like the arrangements are all like really unique and crazy, but it's cohesive at the same time, and I think he's really good at doing that, like just keeping cohesiveness, I guess, while being crazy, and it, like his synths and sound design are just like something you never heard before <laughs> those synths yeah those synths are, are insanely yeah. powerful yeah, yeah have you ever seen the movie grandma's boy no <laughs> oh my god so i'm gonna i'm gonna 
use this anecdote anyways. Um, you should watch the movie. It's great. Okay. It's it's a comedy. It's like a it's a stoner type of movie. Like you just <laughs> there's a lot of weed, video games. Um, it's very funny. It's it's got like some of the guys who are usually in Adam Sandler movies, uh, like the the secondary cast. So they're so they make video games uh, in the movie, and they're video game testers. The main character uh, is a video game tester, and they're like also yeah they work for a video game company. One of the guys who works <laughs> is developing a game. His name is JP. He's an interesting character. But there's one scene when he is sitting in his chair making a game. Just like he's got this insane trance on. And when I when I hear those, basically what I'm saying is when I hear those synths, that's how I feel. I just feel like I'm like a gush of wind is like, yeah. you know, like just planting like me to my seat. Little. Yeah. His, his, you were saying like sound design. His sound design is sick. Like it, it's very... Some of his stuff is very soundscapey, like it, it feels like it's very airy, kind of yeah. like it definitely paints a picture before like those drops happen, which which are either just like, you know, put you on the floor type drops with these insane synths that I'm sure you could probably expand upon. I'm like they gotta be like layered, like just an insane amount of layers, right? Cause I'm not even I sure to even, be honest. I can't even figure out like I don't make music, but there's certain songs where you can kinda like hear the instruments they're using and like how they've used it but those since i can't figure out yeah like, I don't know. that's why they're I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to figure it out yeah. so. my personal favorites from him uh after you told me we were gonna talk about him uh i looked him up i i personally like tt oh yeah um which i think is a remix yeah it's a yeah. remix of uh this k-pop group called twice oh okay yeah that's see that dude like everyone's like I hadn't even heard the original of that, and <laughs> I'm I'm like curious to hear it just to see like what the original sounded like and how he how he twisted it his own way. The other one is 11 p.m., um, which is like slightly older. I don't know. It was further down his his. Uh, I actually don't think profile. I've heard that one. So yeah, those are my two favorites. So uh, what was the one that you said again that you suggested that got you hooked? Oh yeah, uh, how to copy how to copy Crane and Losco and that's on, on his, his channel stuff on yeah. his secondary channel. So it, it, would you say that that's where people should start if they uh, want to get into him, or is there a song that you think? Oh, if you um, I think his like most popular song was it's his remix of uh, "Me and You" by Cassie. It's also on his side channel. Okay, but that's like that has so many plays. Word. I actually, yeah, I should listen to that one. Um, so I'm definitely gonna put, you know, his main channel. I keep saying channel. This isn't YouTube. I'm I'm gonna put his main account in the show notes. I'm gonna put the Suck Duck his his secondary account yeah, yeah. in the show notes as well, so you can hear those. Uh, just all of what he's making. I uh, also checked out his website. Um, because he linked to it in his in his bio. He's he's not only a producer. He's a visual artist as well. I don't know. Have you checked out any of his? Not art? really. <laughs> it's mad cool. Like he, um, it's, it, I was feeling very inspired when I, uh, when I checked out his stuff, like he does cover art. Some of them I think were alternative cover arts. Cause I like look to see if the artist actually used it. Like, like you mentioned crane before uh -huh. he made this cover art for crane, but it wasn't oh, really? quite the same one on SoundCloud. So I don't oh. know if it was a secondary one just like for fun okay. or if it was like a Spotify specific one. But anyways, um, he made some logos. His logos are really tight. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm going to link to that as well. Like if you're, if you're into visual arts and just cover art and looking for some inspiration, I'd definitely check that out as well. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, is that all you got from him or do you want to dive in any deeper? Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> all right, cool. So let's move on to my item, which I am, uh, incredibly excited to present. It's another artist. Um, he goes, it's another music producer. He goes by the name of Paul Mond. 
it's uh, it's crazy how like the wave he's been making for me personally, and I think just the SoundCloud community and the internet music community in general in the last year. I, he's only been I, I I'm almost positive he's been making music for more than a year, um, but he's only been posting for the last year mm-hmm. or so, maybe even less than a year. He is he's a German producer. Um, I guess he he calls his sound future indie bounce. <laughs> make of that what you will um just to kind of expand on that it's it's future beats you know it's it's dance music there's a lot of um baile if you're not familiar with baile it's baile is kind of like it's classified like people classify it as a genre it's more just the type of music you dance to that you'd hear in a club yeah it's Um, like brazilian right it's yes exactly it's brazilian latin influenced um dance sometimes there's trap there's like a lot of trap if you listen to sango yeah. that's ballet um vor there's there's a lot dude side note like just just jump into ballet honestly like ballets i remember like the first time my brother put me on to sango and i was like it's one of my favorite genres now. Yeah, it's, yeah it's so it's so cool so what's cool about him is that he does a lot of flips so he just does pretty much all you're going to find is ballet flips um he only has one song on spotify I'm sure that'll change. I think it'd be cool if he uploaded some of his old tracks on Spotify too, because I'd love to put them in the show and tell playlist. Yeah, all of his songs are on SoundCloud. He's got like 20 songs, 18 of them are ballet flips. They're all free to download, which is great. I appreciate him and artists like you who just like <laughs> put their music out for free. You certainly don't have to, you know, like we do it for but, the followers. But you do it. Oh, you do it for the like follow- It's the repo. Oh man, I'm I'm surprised you submitted that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I admitted. I mean, it. you're not the only one. I'm. There's a lot of people who do that then. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, but I mean, well, yeah, at a certain point, you know, like it helps you get your following. Like that, you're not the only people to do that. Chance the Rapper put out free mixtapes before he, you know, started putting out albums that you had to pay yeah. for. Like I said, before I go in any deeper, go check out Paul Mond on SoundCloud. Or if you want to just take my word for it and listen to him after the podcast, you can do that too. It's your prerogative. The world is your oyster. <laughs> so some of the songs that he's flipped, um, just for perspective, because... They're not, they're, they're well-known songs is what I'm trying to say. So Tyga's Taste, he, he did a baile flip of Tyga, uh, Taste by Tyga. He did a baile flip slash mashup of ASAP Rocky and Skeptis Praise the Lord and Gorilla's Feel Good Inc., which is such a crazy combination, but yeah. he does it so cool in such a cool way because um, he plays guitar. He, he, he doesn't use guitar samples, so whenever you hear his music, you're always going to hear him playing the guitar, and it's, and it's him. It's him playing. Um, so he kind of plays... Feel Good Inc. over top of uh, ASAP Rocky and Skeptis Hook on that, which is mad cool. He did mm-hmm. Mine by Bozzy. Uh He did Ultimate by Denzel Curry, which was also oh, mashed, yeah. mashed up with um, Kendrick and Travis Scott's Big Shot. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that uh, that song I actually I actually featured on Show and Tell's account as uh, Bump Day, which is a new thing I'm doing. Just uh, it's like Hump Day, but it's Bump <laughs> Day. So it's a, it's like a little it's a song that. Um, I like or a friend like it's a song that we like. Show and tell isn't just me. I'm obviously kind of the the voice, but there's more than just me. Like I'm always, you know, looking for people to just like share. The whole point is just sharing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people, you know, show me a song that they like. I'm gonna share it on show and tell. So yeah, I had that on Bump Day. Um, he did finesse by Bruno and Cardi B. That oh, one, yeah. that one was yeah. the one that really got him yeah. well known because, like, about a year ago he was at like 2,000 followers. And then I think after that, uh, plus maybe like one or two other songs, he's at almost 11K 
now. Oh, is like, he? He's grown wow. so fast. And I think that selection, like that's not the only song that was on selection radio, but that one definitely elevated him, yeah, yeah, yeah. his name and put him out there because it's such a unique sound. And I honestly, I can't see why people wouldn't like his music. It's just so feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, you can dance to it. It's not so hard to grasp. Like, um, you know, you, you can dance to it easily, but there's also just, there's details that you can, you know, tune into that, that make it listenable without even dancing. You know, he did, uh, he did a remix of Man's Not Hot by Big Shaq. You know, oh, the, did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> that song, that is one of my, so many people, there was like that phase where everyone was making Man's Not Hot oh, remixes, yeah, and he was one of them, and yeah. they're all very good in their own way, but his is, it's just, it's a ballet flip, it's just mad cool. It's, yeah. most people were doing trap remixes, but his was mad cool. And then uh, the song that, that I heard first from him was uh, his flip of Humble, Kendrick Lamar's Humble. Oh, really? Yeah, I was at East Meets Beats. I don't, have you, are you familiar no. with East Meets Beats? So Yushif, as uh, I mentioned, as we mentioned in, earlier, he's a part of East Meets Beats. It's just a collective, like a community of, of artists uh, in the East area. I mean, it's not limited to just that, but they have events around Boston. Okay. Um, shout out Hollows and uh, VND and... Rallo, all those guys who are doing um, kind of like pushing the narrative of future beats out in Boston and just the East in general. So they, there is a, they have an event called East Meets Beats uh-huh. uh, Showcase. So they have like DJ Showcase. Yeah. And uh, Rallo played that song. And I had never heard that style of music before. Yeah. And uh, Killer Kowalski, my brother, was with me. And we just like looked at each other. We're like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> so I Shazammed it. Uh, and it surprisingly, Shazam, Shazam's amazing, dude. Like, there's so many times when I doubt that it's ever going to pick up the song and it did. And I looked it up on SoundCloud after found it. And then that's kind of like where it took off from there. And he, he puts out music consistently. I think he, he does at least like once a month, once every two months. Yeah. He just put out a flip of that. Bop, bop, Americano. Oh yeah. 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 He did that one. which was really good. So yeah, like I said, he plays guitar over top of it. Like it's just super flavorful guitar. Um, if you follow him on social media, again, those links will be in the show notes. Um, he'll post little snippets of him playing live, and it's it's mad cool to see that like he you can you can sense the passion when he's making that sound. I think it's it's cool that I don't know is it weird to think that someone from Germany like makes that type of music? Yeah, I didn't expect that he was from Germany. Yeah. actually. I thought he would be from Brazil. <laughs> Brazil, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Europe. Europe is very is is advanced with their electronic music, so it, that doesn't totally surprised me but i was definitely like oh he's from germany he's like making he's like i don't know other german producers who are making like that style yeah, or, even, yeah. or even future beats in general he dj's a little bit i think I, i'm hoping he comes over to 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 the u.s to like you know as he grows maybe he'll get on some bills that'll that'll put i i think it'd be cool to, to hear him on a selection white label the only problem with that is that, that i'm pretty sure it's probably got to be original music no it doesn't need it to doesn't be. Like, need to be. I think there was one white album where like three or four of the songs were remixers or something. Okay. Well then, yeah. Like the selection. I mean, you you you're familiar with him. Get him on a white label. <laughs> I think that'd be dope. So if I were to recommend the first, like if I were to point you in the direction, you the listeners, of what song to listen to first, I'd probably say the finesse remix. Um, yeah, yeah, the Cardi definitely. B Bruno Mars. That that's the most popular one, and it's it. I'm not just saying it because it's the most popular one. It's it's just one of my personal favorites. I'd also say the ultimate one. Oh yeah, the ultimate one is mad cool because it's it's a dance beat. It's but it's pretty fast. The BPM's pretty fast on it, and then it at, is, it is. at the end it like drops into a trap. Yeah, trap, it's crazy, and it's ending. so crazy just to hear because ultimate by Denzel Curry it, on its own is 
is a banger. Yeah. This song just kind of takes it not to a whole other level, but just to a different level on like the same plane. Yeah. Personally, I think that one's great. And then the other, the third one, uh, there's, I'm only doing three. I want to recommend all of them. Honestly, you should just take, take, if you have a listening session in your future, or you, you want to put some music on, definitely just like go through his whole feed. If you're looking for one vibe, 24 karat magic, he did, he did a flip of that mm. one. I thought that one was really cool too. That one's more, um, hip hoppy rhythm. It's, not so not as dancey um but he does i'd say it's like 50 50 split some are dance some are trap slash hip-hop rhythms yeah paul mond y'all should go check him out and go check out airway Arway. <laughs> <laughs> again i'm sorry <laughs> uh your music is dope um so yeah i think we're gonna end it there just a few housekeeping things before we end the show where can people find your music i'm gonna plug it but i just want you to say it too, okay because it's like a common podcast practice sure i mean my you could find it on my soundcloud um and i also have music on spotify so if you just look up dayhan d-a-e-h-a-n on spotify you should find it one, I, one of your songs with uh young citrus shout out young citrus by the way who's also a bay area artist though the horizon is on our show and tell spotify playlist oh Cool. Yeah. As he said, go follow him on SoundCloud. Go check him out on Spotify. Add his songs to your playlist. Bump his music. Um, the links to his stuff pretty much is just the SoundCloud and Spotify because no social media for this man. <laughs> uh, that'll be in the show notes. SoundCloud.com slash Let's Show and Tell. Follow us on social media if you haven't taken your social media break yet. At Let's Show and Tell on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, facebook.com slash let's show and tell yeah we i mean we got and soundcloud too like i said you know you'll find the show notes there but you'll also find weekly playlists called waves of the week and don't forget to send us stuff there we have an email let's show and tell one at gmail.com just send us anything anything that you've been digging lately music art a, a quote a movie just anything that has impacted you or just i don't know made your day better like something that you really like and, and you you if you have the urge to share it share it with us share it with somebody else that might like it too the whole purpose of show and tell if i didn't make it clear in the first episode because i'm not sure if i did is that sharing is caring you know we're all out here as creatives putting in work making stuff that makes us feel good will make others feel good stuff for people to consume and um yeah like this is why i made this thing this is why i made show and tell is because i want to have a platform to give people a little bit more of a voice just to like so we can talk about stuff that we like because i think that connects people and yeah i got big plans for this so um with that thank you eric for coming on the podcast it was mad cool oh thank you for having me and we will catch you in a month i almost forgot that every first tuesday is when this podcast comes out so this coming out in a couple uh, days okay. yeah sweet so yeah sharing is caring show and tell peace